Farm Talk on CFRU 93.3 FM. Welcome to another edition of Food Farm Talk where we celebrate food and honor those who champion the cause of food in society. Welcome to Food Farm Talk on CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, Canada on podcast on all major podcast platforms. Please uh, follow the podcast and our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook accounts. We're always interested in your thoughts you may have and comments, but please leave comments on our social media feeds. Today's show is about how we measure farm sustainability, and that's entirely appropriate. Uh, broadcast is during Ontario Agriculture Week in October. We're broadcasting here from the Treaty Lands of the Mississauga of the Credit. I'm, I'm Paul Smith, and I'm the guest host of a series of shows on farm sustainability on Food Farm Talk. These shows will be about many different aspects of sustainability. Last time, we talked about what farm sustainability is, and today we're talking about how we measure farm sustainability. We know that opinions about farming and sustainability are polarized, so most of you already have your own opinion about what farm sustainability is. It may mean organic to you, or local, or some may even think it means following objective criteria for sustainability. Just saying, it's possible. There's also a rich academic literature on food and farm system sustainability, and you'll hear about some of that in other episodes of Food Farm Talk. This show is about the practical application of the concept of farm sustainability to the real world of sustainable sourcing of food for the marketplace. Food companies and farmers and other stakeholders have been immersed in defining and measuring sustainability for quite a few years now. They've been doing this with very little attention from the media. So you may not have heard much about any of this. Collaboration doesn't make headlines. No conflict, no drama. In the last episode that I was host of, we looked at the concept of farm sustainability and different approaches to assessing sustainability of farms. Today, we're looking at how farmers are moving towards assessment systems to measure how they meet the criteria of sustainability for market requirements or market access. We'll continue this discussion with Nick Betts. Uh, he's an agent of the Sustainable Agriculture Initiative, and we'll look at their farm sustainability assessment tool and how that may be used in Ontario and Canada. We'll also talk with Andy Graham of the Ontario Soil and Crop Improvement Association about his take on using this farm sustainability assessment tool. And there are a number of sustainability assessment systems already in use in Ontario and Canada, and including the one we're talking about today, farm sustainability assessment tool. There's also ProAction for dairy producers. Canadian Roundtable on Sustainable Beef have a system, and the Canadian Roundtable on Sustainable Crops as well, and there are others. 
So let's start off with a general description of the Farm Sustainability Assessment Tool from the Sustainable Agriculture Initiative platform. Here goes. Hello, I'm Letumika Mulder from the Sustainable Agriculture Initiative platform, the global food and drink industry's primary platform for driving sustainable agriculture. FSA, or in full, the Farm Sustainability Assessment, is an exciting tool helping companies source and farmers sell more and more agricultural products that are sustainably produced. FSA is recognized and increasingly being used by some of the world's best-known food and drink companies, from Unilever to Coca-Cola and from Mondelez to McCain and McDonald's. The main problem is this. Different companies use different schemes and assess how sustainable the farms supplying them are. This, in turn, means farmers often have to fill in form after form, sometimes duplicating the same information to satisfy companies' different requirements. FSA solves that problem once and for all. It allows farmers to assess, report and improve their sustainable agriculture practices for a multitude of agricultural raw materials using just one simple tool which, with input from experts in and outside the industry and from leading NGOs, universities, farmers and their representative groups. We've also tested FSA in pilots on different farms around the world. And that matters not just because of the financial benefits, it matters because if we're going to meet the demands of a growing population and improve the long-term viability of our farming communities in a world that is resource-constrained, we have to improve sustainable agriculture practices and at a global scale not seen before. And that is what we're working on together at SAI Platform. So that gives you a general idea about what's involved in the Farm Sustainability Assessment Tool and why it's needed. And now let's hear from Andy Graham of the Ontario Cell and Crop Improvement Association about the potential use of the Farm Sustainability Assessment Tool in conjunction with Ontario's environmental farm plan process. So I'm here with Andy Graham, who's the Executive Director of the Ontario Soil and Crop Improvement Association, uh, an important farm organization in Ontario, and we're talking about farm sustainability. The current thinking around uh, farm sustainability and how it's assessed, it's been developing for quite a long time, as you know, Andy, and it seems you've been involved in this for quite some time and seen it evolve uh, when we were just talking about certification and now we're into sustainability assessment and life cycle analysis and all that. Do you have any kind of thoughts about how this has come to be and, and how it's evolved, just to start off our conversation? We at Soil and Crop have certainly been uh, trying to gain a better understanding of this myriad of certification programs that exist out there on the landscape in, in agriculture, uh, as you mentioned, and um, trying to determine in conversation with our other farm groups and government partners and others whether there's a uh, a place here that we can uh, take all of those experiences with environmental farm plan and raise it to the next level that possibly EFP could become a component of of uh, others 
certification programs to try and recognize that farm businesses who have done an environmental farm plan have already invested a considerable amount of time <clears throat> and, and uh, investigated options that would best suit their operations to overcome environmental risks. And our question is, why would, why would we put a producer through all of similar type questions again? Why couldn't we leverage which all, what time they've already invested in an environmental farm plan and, and recognize that in a certification program? Um, you're right, there are many on the landscape. Um, Back in 2015, there would be at the Ontario uh, Outdoor Farm Show and they launched this effort, Food, Farming and Beyond, and that was the idea of moving towards a certification of sustainability on the farm level, and it was just the concept at that point, and they wanted yep. to look at uh, systems that were out there and see what might apply to the Ontario context, and bringing in the environmental farm plan as the foundation of that kind of certification, kind of get a voluntary system, but it could easily fit a certification model, and would that help farmers with market access? Was I think the basic concept that was launched at that point. The sustainability certification, uh, the three P's, right? People, planet, and profit. And we were quite comfortable that environmental farm plan uh, did a pretty admirable job of covering off the the issues concerning planet. We were, we were less convinced that there was sufficient information in the environmental farm plan and similar type uh, voluntary assessment programs to cover off the people and profit portions. Also well, you brought in the growing your farm profits as part of that. Right. right. Growing your farm profits was a, uh, was a similar uh, voluntary initiative that was that continues to be delivered through Ontario Soil and Crop, uh, aimed more at um, uh, the business side of farming. And we have been delivering workshops on growing your farm profits now for eight to ten years. Um, and we thought as a as a complement to the environmental farm plan, those two products could be combined and in fact we did work with consultants in recent years to determine if we if we uh, consider the content of the environmental farm plan and the content of the growing your farm profits how close would that get us to satisfying uh, some of the requirements of these certification programs. I mentioned earlier there's a lot of certification programs out there on the agricultural landscape and there was some um, challenges in landing on, well, which one would we aspire to align our activities with? And we, we uh, took the time to learn from a lot of uh, sector groups uh, who had already invested considerable effort in development of their own certification program, unique to their business, and, and all the more power to them. Um, but we, in the end, we found the, the best solution was to look at the global leader when it came to uh, sustainability 
certification and uh, try to benchmark our uh, products here in Ontario with that global standard and that was um, the sustainability sustainable agricultural initiative platform uh, better known as side platform uh, farm sustainability assessment FSA 2.0 that's based out of Europe I, I take that's where it started it is now uh, very global in nature mm -hmm. and and uh, uh, from our investigations, we concluded that, uh, and this isn't soil and crop working unilaterally, it's, it's soil and crop working with a lot of other organizations here in Ontario, uh, as well as organizations across the country in, a, in a similar circumstances. And, and the majority have concluded that the side platforms, FSA, is the standard we should be uh, aspiring to satisfy. Uh, that is the one that more and more we understand um, global retailers and processors um, are aligning with. Even some of those groups who in previous years had their own certification programs, they're parking their own initiatives and moving towards a side platform to take advantage of the global momentum that that initiative is getting. You mentioned earlier that the jury's still out on whether this is advantageous for individual producers or not, and uh, and you know certification systems are kind of opt-in too, so it's a voluntary thing. Um, so individual producers presumably would want this kind of certification system to give them some sort of not necessarily market advantage, but guarantee them access to, to markets. Yep. Maintain what market share they currently have. Yeah. Yeah. And we seem to be at the front edge of that change, and we've been here for a few years. Those who are much more versed in the, in, in the, the, the whole business, uh, much more so than I, uh, keep giving strong indication that this is the way the global markets are moving. We, um, we continue to have the uh, discussions here in Ontario and in fact they've, they've been elevated to a national level uh, be because we soon realize the sustainable farm and food initiative here in Ontario uh, led by the Ontario Federation of Agriculture uh, realized a couple of years back that uh, if Ontario eventually reached some level of, of sustainability certification, that would, on its own would not be enough in a global market. It had to, it had to uh, be elevated to the national scale. And this is where um, uh, discussions were initiated with groups like the Canadian Federation of Agriculture, who, by the way, are currently uh, working on a uh, on an initiative that looks at the uh, ten environmental farm plan products across all Canadian provinces, uh, plus the one from the Yukon, and and is uh, uh, working behind the scenes to see uh, to encourage those individual jurisdictions to, to do similar benchmarking that Ontario has done. 
Now, this, as you were referring to earlier, the food processing industry and the food retailers are important players in this uh, whole jigsaw puzzle as well. And how much of the food industry has been involved in working with producer organizations around, around this effort? Um, well, I can only speak from my involvement here in Ontario, but there has been uh, uh, direct participation by uh, selected retailers as well as selected processor groups in the activities uh, that I've been speaking about. And it's, mm -hmm. and it's very interesting to get the perspective of a major retailer in the value of sustainability certification. And, and they are the ones who have very convincing um, stories that, that uh, this train is coming down the track. Um, and, and we need to collectively prepare for it. It is not going to be a voluntarily opt-in or opt-out. Uh, this is what the global marketplace is demanding. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, as I say, it's a work in progress. Yeah. Well, thanks, Andy. And I think this is an interesting topic area. Is it clearly changing even as we speak? So we come back to this in a year, and it may be a very different uh, landscape. So Andy's given us the picture of how Ontario farmers may eventually be able to use the Farm Sustainability Assessment Tool in conjunction with their environmental farm plan to certify their commodities and their products as sustainably produced. Now let's turn back to Nick Betts of the Sustainable Agriculture Initiative for his perspective on the use of the Farm Sustainability Assessment Tool in the future and how it fits into the future of agriculture in Ontario and Canada. So let's, let's bring it back to Ontario and Canada. Uh, so Ontario has been a leader in sort of the ag sustainability piece for quite some time. And then back in 2015, uh, this document, Food Farming and Beyond, was brought out as a kind of agenda for moving towards the, some kind of sustainability certification for Ontario and then bringing in the food industry into that, mm -hmm. that thinking. And that's now evolved into the Canadian Agricultural Sustainability Initiative. And I know you've kind of been involved in some of that. And maybe kind of describe uh, where you think that agenda is and... and it's a tough sell in Canada, to be honest, um, because we've been had the benefit of being that golden north that uh, produces pure products and safe products and things around the world. They prefer a Canadian product to right. an American product in most cases, hmm. um, regardless of certification. Hmm. Um, and if you ask those people in Toronto, where do you want your product to come from? I, I, I would still argue if you give them a choice, they yeah. would probably say Canada. So the companies that are using products that are bought and sold in Canada um, aren't just doing it in Canada. So they have to ladder it up to something that's international. And that's really what the, the farm sustainability assessment, like you mentioned, is trying to do. Is It's not trying to be a new standard. It's trying to be a benchmark that can ideally then uh, everybody can measure to. And you, then you have to be you know, X high to get on the ride. You have to be this sustainable to, to sell your product. Right. So that kind of leads to this farm sustainability assessment tool, which we're trying to mm -hmm. link the environmental farm plan to and, and other tools in Canada. Yeah. And 
that's been kind of the subject of lots of work in the last few years. Definitely. So maybe you can talk a bit about the farm sustainability assessment tool. Yeah, okay. So the, the farm sustainability assessment, or FSA, is it's 112 questions. It's, um, it's qualitative-based. So that means that it can be, these questions are set and developed in a way that any farmer of any crop anywhere in the world can answer these questions and, and be relevant. Um, so in Canada, we could ask very, we could very much more, be very more, much more granular in what our answers are like. We could give data and metrics and talk about how it relates to the national average, but people in other parts of the world can't do that. So this system um, really allows us to all sort of understand where different people sit on a sustainability spectrum. Uh, so where the work in Canada comes in is, I mean, it's a great start because just if, so let me back up. The FSA has sort of four levels right now. One is a, a not yet bronze, a bronze, silver, and gold, which are essentially bands which different standards or certifications or legislation will put um, where that crop is grown or what it is into one of those bands. Um, Canadian farmers are, because of the legislation we have, we are effectively somewhere in that bronze range. Um, I know everybody loves legislation so much, but this has done actually a lot for Canada and for Canadian mm. products. Um, and then the work that the EFP has done has ratcheted that up again and done more good stuff. So being able to benchmark to the FSA and integrate at that global level really allows them to integrate into the marketplace. And the work that the EFP has done in the past has been as a government program for, for learning and cost share funding and improvement, but it, has, it hasn't had that market side. So I think if we can get, for, for it to realize fruit, uh, no pun intended, I think there needs to be a uh, market signal that drives those, that investment from industry into it. Do you think farmers are really ready for, to do this? Uh, I mean, you made it sound very simple, you know, a uh, hundred and some odd questions to answer. And if you've done an EFP, that gives you a leg up. There are a lot of different kinds of farmers across the exactly. area. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at one point, I, I've been <laughs> to all 50-something counties in Ontario that grow product and talk to farmers in all of them. And there's a lot of different farmers doing a lot of really cool stuff. Mm -hmm. um, we have, yeah. we have some grain farmers, we have some soybean farmers who have done the FSA and have achieved the gold level. We have some apple farmers who have done it at the gold level and not with exorbitant amounts of work, but because they are meticulous with their record keeping already. They're strong mm -hmm. business managers. They know their markets, they sell into these markets and it's an incentive for them to be able to demonstrate that and communicate that. So I think when we're talking about our farmers ready to certify, I think it depends on their markets that they're selling into. Mm -hmm. I think it depends on um, where the signals are from both government and industry. When I talk to farmers about this and farm groups about it, I, I usually ask the question, um, are you ready to be for your product to be downgraded if it can't meet those sustainability requirements? Right. That's kind of the more the point than... So, I mean, if you, yeah, I mean, if you're growing corn for... For, for cornflakes, um, and if it doesn't meet the cornflakes level of quality, you get downgraded into the next class. Mm -hmm. And with that comes a, a dollar per bushel 
loss essentially. Um, and sustainability, I don't ever foresee it being a, a, a strong mechanism to say, hey, we're going to make more money off of our crop. Right. But it will be a way to say, well, you can't go into this product category anymore because we don't have that assurance that consumers will trust it. It comes back to that trust piece. Yeah. And it's, in some senses, it, it, this will almost be invisible to the consumer. Right? I would hope so. Right. Yeah. So uh, one of the companies I work with extensively is a company called, called Ingredion. And uh, they make lots of different products. Uh, they source a lot of products from farms directly. They, they process products, they manufacture products, and they sell them largely to some of the brands that you and I both eat and drink and use. Um, you won't know that they're very heavily involved in the FSA Inside Platform unless you look in their sustainability report. And it's mentioned a dozen times throughout that document. Uh, but that's what they're using to de-risk their supply chain. Make sure that they're appealing to farmers, but also appealing to end users. And it's this business-to-business interaction. So just to be devil's advocate for, for a moment, so why would a food hmm. activist mm-hmm. say, oh, our work's done, you know, SAI and FSA have legitimized our, our, <laughs> all these products, and so, you know, we don't need to do anything anymore. <laughs> um, I would argue their job is never done. Uh, nor should it be, because everybody needs a critical eye on things. But uh, I would hope that during their research into what is sustainability and how uh, sustainability is affecting the food chain, they would look at the side platform members and, and consider what's being done with those sustainability reports. It's not as easy yeah. as reading Twitter and Facebook. It's delving into sustainability yeah. reports and looking at the data. Well, I guess taking the opposite perspective from that, from the farmer's perspective, who often regard this as just another imposition by urbanites who don't trust farmers, mm-hmm. as we talked about earlier, is this just the next stage of ratcheting up standards uh, mm-hmm. on everything that farmers do? And, and, and that's a bit of the feeling amongst farmers is that, uh, you know, people are afraid of the food that's produced for maybe not always legitimate reasons, and, and, and that doesn't seem to be getting any less. Yeah. I, I completely appreciate and empathize with that point of view because there's more and more paperwork. Farmers are spending more and more time in an office when they weren't planning to. I think um, the next generation of farmers, there are some really innovative guys and girls out there who are doing some really cool stuff with data and um, remote sensing and doing a lot of desktop work as farmers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's really... A farmer in 2030 isn't going to be the farmer of 1980. And it's not an easy pill to swallow, but it, it's going to change, and it yeah. is changing. Yeah. I mean, the, the rainbow at the end of this, I guess, is agriculture is taking something from the soil and producing something to sell. Um, mining does the same thing. Forestry does the same thing. Fishing does the same thing. And all three of these other industries have been dealing with greatly significantly more sustainability and certification and activist issues for decades and generations whereas we're just getting into it in agriculture so maybe it's because we haven't had that push early on that there's some more growing mm-hmm. pains but and, and i do appreciate that growing pains will exist and it's a farmer's going to change yeah yeah okay well that's a good spot to leave it on i think nick so th- thanks a lot for uh coming in and 
telling us about what you do, and and uh, this is this is really good stuff. And I think it'll hopefully it will generate lots of discussion amongst the, the listeners of the the show and the podcast. Well, thanks for having me, Paul. Yeah. It was a pleasure. Thank you. So you've heard a lot about the evolving use of farm sustainability tools among Ontario and Canadian farmers, farm organizations, and food companies. You may have observations or reactions to what you've heard. Please uh, make your comments to our Instagram and Facebook and uh, Twitter social media feeds. We want to stimulate discussion and hear what your thoughts are and promote informed debate. The next Farm Sustainability episode of Food Farm Talk is next month, and we'll delve into the environmental farm plan and how that's evolved over time and where it may be going in the future. So thanks to Andy Graham and Nick Betts for their contributions to the show. And please tune into our next show of Food Farm Talk next uh, week on CFRU 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, Canada, and on podcast on all the major platforms. Thank you for listening. Marcy Miigwech. Thank you for listening to Food Farm Talk. See you next week for another exciting edition.